0: You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi,
1: And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is uh, podcast episode number 1,900 and... and our podcast number 1,280. Sherelle Jackson is returning to our radio show. This isn't her first interview on our program. It's not even her second interview. It's our third interview with Sherelle. She was first on in 2015, then we had her back in 2017, and I just wanted to get her back today to discuss her career and her organization, Leadership in Heels. You know, this organization she founded in two thousand fifteen. It's like no others women no other women's organization. And I wanted to give her a chance to give us an update on what's going on, all things Sherelle Jackson. Sherelle, welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Hello, Richard. It's so nice to talk to you. How's everything going? Well, it's going, Sherelle. These these are interesting <laughs> going right. times. Right, my dear? And we are just ta- a day at a time. One day
0: at a time. That's that's the, the best way to time. put it.
1: So right, um, right. part of the reason why I wanted to have you on the show is you have changed firms after a long tenure with uh, your previous employer. So I I first want to learn more about your new employer. I've read a lot of good things about it, but tell me a little bit about the new firm that you're working with. Oh,
0: absolutely. I am working with BPM CPAs, and it is just an absolutely amazing firm. As you know, I had 20 years with the former firm and had an opportunity to make some tremendous accomplishments, and it's just a pleasure to be joining BPM as their COO and principal of their firm. And uh, it's just wonderful. It's, it's a different type of firm. Our brand, Promise Because People Matter, is truly, truly who they are. And uh, it's just so aligned with who I am as a thought leader because people do matter. And we just have a client-centric motto in terms of, you know, a four-pronged approach and how we just ensure that our client and our staff's experiences are exceptional. We're constantly working to provide the best and most qualified resources. We are proactive at seeking opportunities to provide solutions and advice and have a wow experience in We're consistently meeting with our clients in our internal staff meetings, looking at satisfaction both internally and externally by formally and informally, checking the pulse and asking how we're doing. So it's so aligned with my leadership style, and I'm just really elated to be a part of
1: BPM. I I see that BPM has been recognized on a number of different kind of vectors. You know, 2018 Innovative Firm of the Year by Leading Edge Alliance. I think that's pretty cool diversity is a really important quality or component of their culture. So uh, as I was reading through and doing kind of some background on BPM and knowing you, I'm thinking, well, this is like a really great fit. And I can see why maybe after 20 years, you know, you develop, all of us who've had careers where we've spent a long time in a company, you sort of get in a rhythm and you get comfortable. Change can sometimes be uncomfortable. And you pick to make a change at a time when things are so up in the air and uncertain, haven't you? Because you've just recently made your change.
0: <laughs> That's just like me, right, Rick? <laughs> I mean, right. the thing, like you mentioned about BPM, they have been recognized for so many of the um, accomplishments that they've made, both in the community and the organization. And to your point, being the best accounting diamond award winner for five consecutive years of client service excellence, and this year, the firm received the Diamond Award distinction, which is given to just about 25% of the 2020 Best of Accounting Award winners. And, you know, I, that is so aligned with am. They've been regularly recognized as the best place to work. This year, for the ninth time, BPM was recognized by the San Francisco Business Times for its outstanding workplace really since 2009. And as you mentioned, the firm was recognized as the best at the CPA firm for women and leadership five years in a row. Uh, So it, the, the, the thought process and the strategy and the culture of the firm, because people matter and really looking at that holistically in terms of diversity, inclusion, um, opportunity, culture, uh, client services is just um, completely aligned with who I am. And even though we are in uncertain times, it was perfect timing For me, because um, one of my strengths is crisis management and moving into an organization during this COVID-19 period, while um, I haven't had an opportunity to really create the relationships that build trust, I think through the experience I had at SQUAR and my track record, it's given me an opportunity to bring the business acumen I have into BPM and to support them through this COVID-19 situation that we are all dealing with on a day-to-day basis.
1: So so here you are, your incoming COO, chief operating officer, right? And you, I imagine you were in the thick of the virtualization of BPM, I would have to imagine, as all professional services were here in, in Southern California, specifically, we have a stay-at-home policy. Did you even know where your desk was in the office before you had to help people to figure <laughs> out how to do the job from at home?
0: Well you know it's interesting. Um, we have a lot of offices in the Bay Order and Bay Area so you know they have to the stay at home order um, a little sooner than we did in Southern California and um, working with them in terms of the stay at- home order, I have to say they have it together when it comes to an ability to pivot and um, together we were able to implement and execute. Stay at home, but they have done a lot of that um, prior to me coming. My role has been to help drive the COVID nineteen task force in terms of how we, as an organization, react to the impact that this is having on our clients.
1: How, what is the impact that COVID nineteen is having on your clients, and how is BPM supporting them?
0: Well, you know, it's safe to say that these past three weeks, it's been some really challenging times and emotional experiences that we're all going to remember for our lifetime. It's had a direct impact on every single one of our clients, our employees, and those of us in leadership, just like you, whether it's personally or in business. And knowing that our clients are separated from their families, their employees, their communities, coupled with the fact of the uncertainty Uh, So many businesses not being able to function on a day-to-day basis, which ultimately impacts their ability to generate revenue and ultimately to manage and maintain profit, it's hard. You know, we haven't necessarily seen the direct impact that this is going to have on us as an organization simply because our clients are really just um, experiencing it in the thick of it, accepting it, and learning to pivot as bpm we really have tried to be very innovative in terms of what we can do to create some short term strategies to maintain long-term sustainability i think we've done an outstanding job of that because we have to make sure that we are prepared for the impact this is going to have on our clients so many clients are having to close their doors they're having to try and figure out how they can be more creative in their revenue generation Many of them are having to take measures where they may need to do modified work schedules, furloughs and or layoffs. So um, I would be remiss if I didn't say that this is having a major impact on many of our clients like it probably is on so many others in our world. People just were not prepared for uh, such a time as this. However, I'm confident that in due time, things will normalize. We will learn. We will grow from what we are going through. We will be far more um, proactive in our preparation for crises. And ultimately, we will work out. We will work out and everything
1: will be just fine. So, Cheryl, tell me about the market that BPM CPAs addresses. Who, who, what are the type of clients that you work with?
0: You know, like most larger firms, we work in almost all industries from everything from manufacturing and distribution, all areas of consumer products, hospitality. Obviously, we're in the banking industry, real estate. We work in agriculture, heavy in wines. We're up in in Northern California, so we're in the, the wine industry as well Uh, We really cross-pollinate in terms of the services that we do. We also do a high level of advisory services. We have HR consulting. We have an arm that is in the IT sector where we do some software sales and software management as well. So we have a wonderful footprint in terms of the diversification of our revenue stream, which affords us an opportunity to be a very successful organization.
1: So let's let's turn our attention, Sherelle Jackson, because in addition to being COO for BPMCBA, you're also the founder of Leadership in Heels. And so, mm-hmm. I've been I've been to a number of your in-room events. The energy, the content, the people—it's awesome. But we're not doing big room events right now. We're not allowed right, to do that. Right. And, and and so I'm, I'm just curious, from your perspective as the leader, the founder of Leadership in Heels, what has COVID-19 done to your plans for programs and features in the near term and maybe a little bit longer term?
0: You know, it's interesting that you ask that, Rick, because I was really sitting down brainstorming and thinking about how I can ensure that I am still connected with the audience that thrives and desires to continue to gain insight, tools, and tangible tips so that they can continue to thrive and level up our leadership and uh, i think the most important thing is that we stay connected i'm actually working on doing a virtual uh leadership and hill event so that i can stay connected to the audience it's something that i had already had in the um in, in terms of what one of my strategies was going to be with the plan of executing that quite frankly later on this year but based on where we are now it just makes perfect sense to start sooner versus later Um, It originally was just going to be an additional arm to connect with people. I think we'll continue to do things in-house. I think that we'll get back to normal with that. But I also think it's important that those of us thought leaders like yourself, that we bring content to the marketplace so that individuals out there who are hungry and thirsty for knowledge and wisdom so that they can become stronger in their area of influence, that we're providing them what they need. So I think a virtual approach is definitely what is in store for the Leadership and Heals audience. And I'm excited about that, really trying to work through the logistics of how to do it and, and making sure that I have all of the tools. But, you know, it's better to start and work through it than to not start at all, right?
1: That's absolutely right. We're talking with Sherelle Jackson, you know, and and I I wanted to ask you, uh, I know we've talked about it before on the program, but maybe people haven't heard those previous episodes and you've been on. So um, take me back to 2015 and when you decided to put your energies into creating this organization that now has manifested itself as Leadership in Hills, but what did you see was the need for your organization and what is the kind of guiding principle that you're using to keep it relevant to the audience that you are involved and engaged with here in Southern California?
0: In a nutshell, what I felt the true need was to have an authentic space where we could talk about matters of the heart that affect the whole person personally, professionally, and in the community. And my experience having been You know, being a keynote speaker, moderator, panelist, and attending more events than I can even begin to account. I have found that there have been events that I've gone to, and and they've all been very good, but that component where not only do I learn, but I feel, and I walk away with something tangible that I can apply, coupled with the fact that the body of people are like-minded individuals who are hungry and thirsty for growth and for empowering others and walking them through growth and so there are like-minded people that come together leaders that you have an opportunity to network with and in 2015 i recognized that there was just this authentic need where people could go into a safe place not worry about who was in the audience how they were going to be seen or judged and really take off the mask and go deep And it really, as you know, was only my intent to do one event in 2015. But as a result of the overwhelming feedback, one turned into two, and it just kept going. And now we're in year five, and it has just been an absolute pleasure. And, you know, the other thing that uh, really motivated me to do this is that I felt that we needed a space not only to provide tangible tools, tips, guiding principles for leaders, but we also need to highlight other leaders. We need to help play a role in marketing those leaders that are up and coming so that we can also help to to enhance their career opportunities and broaden their network base. And then we have these community needs around our nonprofits. And so what better way then to use this forum to also highlight a nonprofit and donate some of the proceeds back to that nonprofit. So I really felt like it was a win-win across the board to be able to serve others, to be able to give them skill and knowledge, education and opportunity to network, to be able to highlight up and coming business leaders and to be able to give back to our community all in one space.
1: You know, Sherelle, as you're, as you're, passionately talking about leadership in Hills, I'm thinking, and I'm, I don't know this for a fact, but it's my sense that that is going to even be a bigger need post this stay home, isolated kind of environment that many of us have been working through for the past few weeks and probably going to be doing for the future few weeks. You know, I just, I feel the need that you saw in 2015, it may be even more important here in 2020 when we start to get back to a more normal existence here in in Southern California at least
0: I completely agree I think more than ever we need to continue to motivate and inspire one another I mean I do my very best on social media between Instagram and Facebook and uh, to try and prov- just really put out something positive. And to remind us that even though this year, for example, may have started off in um, a manner that felt very dark and disheartening with the loss of Kobe Bryant and then going into this COVID-19, that we have to remember that it's not over yet. That, you know, I think the resetting, refocusing is positioning us to restart and to be very intentional about what our end game is for our own individual lives, the lives of our family, the lives of our businesses, the lives of our community. And I believe that although um, this is a difficult time that we are going through, it is a time where we can take the opportunity to reassess and to do a new start. And I'm hoping that Leadership in Hills will be able to play a role in helping us to reevaluate what's important to us reprioritize what it is that we're doing and whether it's aligned with what we want, and then to support all of those who are in need and share some of the resources that we have with others who are not as fortunate as us.
1: Because you've had such a range of topics that you've gotten real about over the years, and I I just think uh, for your organization, for the type of leader that you are, this COVID-19 and what it's done to, I think, some people's confidence even and feeling of security. There's a need Mm -hmm. to hear your voice and kind of your perspective on these topics moving forward. So we get our mojo back.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I am looking forward to that opportunity. In fact, our event that we had to postpone was really focusing on that. Unbeknownst to me, I had no idea that you know, we were going to, to be going into this particular time. But the idea around taking back your own life and setting yourself up, you know, I really was looking at you have to design what you want or you have to deal with what you get. And <laughs> it, it, and that's really what our next talk is about because so often we focus on dealing with our situation, even in this COVID-19 stay at home order, but I believe that we can design whatever experience that we want in spite of our circumstances. And um, being at home can be just as awesome as being in the workplace, if that's what you decide that you want. But sometimes we have to walk one another through the steps to ensure that we are designing what we want and not focusing on the situation that we're in versus how we're living out what we can and, and focusing on we, what we can control and not what we can't. So I'm really excited about our next event and and sharing with our audience, to your point, so that everyone can get their mojo back. Let's not fall into a state of depression or you know, people are sad or frustrated or anxious because it's change. I think we can embrace change and still enjoy our situation and our circumstances in spite of what it may feel like.
1: That is so well said. And it is my, it's been my experience that people will gravitate to a message like that. Sometimes they can't originate it. But if someone Mm -hmm. leads them to it, they can adapt it and adopt it into their life. And that's part of what you've been doing over the years with both your leadership style, but then also your organization, Leadership in Heels. If someone would like to learn more about Leadership in Heels, where would you direct them to go online?
0: Well, they can go onto the website, which is sherelljackson.com. We're in the middle of revamping our website, but they can certainly go there. They can follow me on Instagram, which is leadership.in.heels, or on Facebook, which is Leadership in Heels. And you can always email me at sherelljackson.com.
1: At and how do you spell Sherell, Sherelle?
0: is S-C-H-A-R-R-E-L-L.
1: Well, thank you for being a long-term friend and member of the critical mass community. I I like to think of myself as a member of the Leadership in Hills community, and uh, I look forward to actually seeing you, not just talking with you, but it, it was inspiring to spend this time with you here on the program. Thank you for giving your time to my audience.
0: Well, thank you so much, Rick, for just the opportunity. Thank you for your support Thank you for being a member of the Leadership and Hills family. And, and thank you for taking the time out and allowing me to participate on your show. I appreciate what you're doing for our community. Continue to do so. And anything that I can do to contribute, I am always willing and open. Thank you. All righty. Have a really great evening.
1: Okay. Goodbye. I'd like to thank our engineer for today, Mr. Paul Roberts, our three producers without whom we could not do this show each and every week Joan Park, Crystal Nunley. And Haley – oh, geez, sorry, Vanessa. And Vanessa Holland, I just got in a role there. But good old Haley Stern, she was a good producer with us for many a year. Uh, If you want to connect with me, I'd say let's do it on LinkedIn. I'm Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. Until our next show, uh, I hope all of your business decisions in these uncertain times will move your company in a more positive direction.